Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me this week is Victor Adams, my great co-host and cohort. Yeah, sorry I wasn't here last time. That's okay. Dude, you were on family vacation. I mean, what what kind of person would I be to have a show about being a good father and husband and men if if I was to chastise you for doing that? If there was a multiverse, I'd like to try that out. That's right. I don't know. I don't want the evil Dr. (laughs) Victor or whatever, the one that looks like a zombie. I just saw that movie yesterday. probably clean-shaven if he's evil. (laughs) No, it was great. That's what I said. I mean, it was... It it was uh, odd doing a show without you. You know, now we've got the equipment to be, to you know to be able to do that. But uh, it's not something I'd want to do every week. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're here. We missed you, and, and you bring so much to the show. So glad you're back this week. But yeah, that's what I told everybody. You're out being a good dad, and so um, you know what an example you are to all of us here, my friend. We're trying to take a vacation. We just got to figure it out. Angela and yeah. I are trying to figure out where to go and how to get there. Um, had a busy summer so far, but. Man, glad to be back in here. You know, I just I was going at the tail end of last week myself. Uh, went to Las Vegas to St. Anthony's of Padua. So, by the way, guys, a shout out to to Father and to Ivan and everybody that brought that on. We had a great mission out there. Um, it's beautiful. I hadn't been to Las Vegas in a long time, and this this wasn't on the Strip. This was right. out north of there. Even For though I did right make reasons. it over to the Strip and right, yeah. realized how much uh, people in in places need God. Yeah, <laughs> some of the stuff I saw out there. But the mission itself was amazing. Uh, I got to spend a lot of time with a lot of great guys. We had 15 guys or so show up for the training that were interested in, in helping lead the group. And so they're going to take it out to the rest of the guys in parish. And in the parish, and they're going to continue to use our online training materials, which we're, Victor, building right now mm-hmm. um, and, and going through and recording these leadership training videos. We're going to have a course on the website so that when we go there and we start something and we train people, there's only so much you can do right then in the time that we're there. So we're going to have this ongoing training as part of what we offer to parishes, which is unique. A lot of people go in and give talks, but we go in and give talks and then try to build fruit that lasts through starting a group like we have at our parish that we know has, has just you know benefited our lives and so much, Victor, and, and our relationships and is one of the main reasons we're able to stay uh, on the path to hopefully virtue and holiness. So if you're interested in that, if you haven't, uh, you know, check that out, you can go to our website at just a guy on the pew.com, go to our events page, book John, and there in the middle, it has information about starting a men's group in your parish. And part of that is this parish mission, the restored parish mission that we put on and then the training, and everything else. And then you're going to get access to all of our ongoing leader materials. We really believe in forming the leader. A lot of stuff just says, here's what we do in a box, but we're not doing that. We're going to have, uh, a place to continue to walk with leaders so that they feel um, lifted up and supported in, in the, their call to lead other men. So you can check all that out on our website. Again, thank you, uh, Ivan and Father, for having us out at St. Anthony's of Padua. Um, one of the other things that I want to talk about real quickly is support. You know, we get a lot of support in the mission or in the ministry through the missions we do. There's a cost to those things, and that helps us keep the ministry afloat. But also it's the kindness and the generosity of people, everyday people that are watching this video right now or listening to the show and have been for years. Uh, a lot of folks are supporting us through donorbox.org slash pew. That's our donation site online where you can choose to give a monthly or, or yearly or annual, however you want to call it, uh, donation of any amount, whether it's $5 or $5,000. Um, one of the neat things that we just added is now that if you're on Venmo or any of these other pay apps that are out there now, It'll detect that, and you can actually go and donate without having to fill anything out 
other than just the amount you want to give because it has your information. So we're trying to make it as easy as possible to give, but I want you to know, no matter the amount, all your support helps. And it helps us grow this ministry and do the things we want to do and hire the people we need to, to hire to keep this thing growing and going. So if you want to support us, you can go to, again to donorbox.org pew, or you can become a member of our community. Uh, what you get there is you go to the website, you sign up, it's $25 a month. You'll get access to the Narrow Road, which is our monthly virtue guide. Come to your front door every month. You'll have the companion videos that go along with it, five videos each month, uh, month that I do. Well, you'll also have access to all our extra material. Victor and I do deeper dives in the podcast where we run out of time and don't get to talk about everything we want to. There's more content there. We do amazing interviews with people, and then those extra interviews are, are there for our members too. But we're going to continue to grow and add to that. So if you want to join it, be in part of a part of a community of men that meet once a month on a Zoom call, where talking with me and sharing their lives, it's a great place to do that. So. Again, you can become a member and support us, or you can go to DonorBox. Either way, you can find all that at justagallinapew.com. Finally, if you're watching this, you know that we are doing more on YouTube. If you're listening to this, we thank you for being a faithful listener to the audio version of the podcast. But we are building more content. There's going to be so much more on YouTube. Please continue to listen to the podcast the way you enjoy. But there's going to be a lot of extra stuff that doesn't come out on the podcast. It's just going to be YouTube-only stuff. So if you're interested in seeing more of Victor and myself and some of the friends we're going to bring in, in here for locally to talk to, then you can go uh, to our YouTube channel, search Just Got in the Pew, hit subscribe. There's a little button down there. That means you'll subscribe to the channel. If you hit the little bell next to it, that'll give you a notification anytime anything new comes out so you won't miss anything from Pew Ministries or Just a Guy in the Pew. So <clears throat> now that we've got all that out of the way, Victor, I'm glad you're back in here. Um, I wanted to talk about something we've talked about before a little bit and except in a different light, we've talked about suffering and you know, well, Victor, uh, through your own trials and tribulations mm -hmm. and through your journey into the Catholic church, as I've found out along the way, suffering is a part of our faith. You know, when you're, when sometimes in, in, when you're in other forms of Christianity, um, you don't hear a lot about suffering. Uh, you hear a lot more about the prosperity gospel, um, just about the goodness of all things. And, Sometimes we can overlook that suffering, and it's a huge part of our life. And it's so funny when you become Catholic because you read all this stuff where people like almost invite suffering. In, right. in fact, I saw a meme the other day uh, on Facebook, and, and for anybody on you know younger than us, this may not make sense, but there was a guy on a cartoon named He-Man <laughs> called Skeletor, and he was in the picture of the meme, and it said something along the lines of, when the world makes you suffer but you're Catholic. And then at the bottom, it said, joke's on you. I'm Catholic. I'm into that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's sort of the mentality we hear people preach a lot in the Catholic Church. But I got to tell you, Victor, suffering sucks. It really does. Like, excuse my French, but I don't enjoy suffering. I don't know anybody who really enjoys suffering. And there's this sort of mantra in the Catholic Church, which is good. We need to understand and learn that suffering is a part of our faith. But I just want to be honest today a little bit and say, man, like suffering is not fun. There's nothing, I mean, we joke about it, we talk about how we're called to it and how we need to, to just embrace it, and those things are all true. But let's be honest here, man, like, when you suffer, you don't want to be suffering. Well, there's many levels of suffering, as we know. And like, yeah. we talked about this earlier, it's, it's relative to who I am in the sense of the level of suffering. Yeah. Because we, we know other people in this, in this world as well as friends and families who are dealing with a whole different level of suffering. And if you think about, like, like suffering is like boulders, mm -hmm. like the big stuff that's about to crush you. That's yeah. that's repressive in a sense. And then you have like little pebbles that you carry around in your pocket of things that 
you know, aches and pains, whatever, then you just feel like you're just, they're always there. But, but you know, we, right, we don't want a boulder thrown at us, <laughs> right? I mean, we, we can handle the small pebbles, you know, like, oh, you know, I can go with this and it only bothers me on a few times an occasion. Yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not sitting there like, um, what is it, the, um, oh, what's his name, uh, Charles Dickens in the, What's the orphan? Uh, what's I can't remember. Oliver right Twist, dude. Oliver Twist. He's like, please, I sir, I may have some right, more. Right. Like nobody's sitting there. Right. We're talking about suffering. Like somebody punches you in the face. You're like, oh wow, thank you. Can you get this side too? Yeah. We're not feeling like that. When I was a kid and I got in trouble and I got a, a spanking from my dad, I wasn't like, hey, dad, you got another one on you? Like I'd like mm-hmm. some more. It, that's not the way that we naturally are inclined, and and so it is a it, it is a foreign thing for us when we're suffering, you know, because we're supposed to embrace this. But it's something that has to be learned, you know, and a lot of times when we're, spur- we're, we're sp- you know, shunning the suffering, when we're running from it, um, it's because we're not spiritually mature all, all the way, you know, and I'm talking from my own life. I mean, here, Victor, in the last week, you know, these are, as you said, suffering's relative. So people may hear this and go, oh, please, you know, keep the violin going, John, with all your tremendous suffering. As we said, it's relative. But, you know, over the last week or two of my life, I just you know, everything, the gravity of everything that we've been blessed with has hit me. And, and it is a blessing in the studio, the things like that. But there is a, a what's next and how are we going to grow? And I mean, I support my family through this or try to. And so there's all those things that sort of start piling on. And, and what suffering can do if you're not handling it correctly is allow so many other things in your life. Like if you're just saying, man, this this is really uncomfortable and I don't like this. And, and you're allowing this to start penetrating deeper than it should then you find yourself starting to despair and, and having a loss of hope and depression and isolation, you know, all those things sort of cause you to isolate and pull back from people because you feel like I'm not good enough and mm-hmm. I'm not the person I said I was. And, and, and the devil like sits there and licks his chops at this, right. And, and, and is hoping that suffering will bring you to these type places of unworthiness and loss of joy and shame. And, and man, like without getting into too much detail, like I went in one of those rabbit holes in the last week and, you know, I've been, I always try to be vulnerable and honest, you know, even where, whether somebody's sitting out there going, man, this isn't real suffering. I have cancer. And, and I agree with you. This is nothing compared to that. But again, we get in places where we kind of swirl down the drain, you know, this, the toilet bowl of life, if we let ourselves and you get into a place where one thing where you should have been able to say like, you know what, this is uncomfortable and I don't like this and I don't like the way I feel. And you should be able to combat that. But when you don't, and maybe you're not in the place to, or maybe you're just, have had a lot going on and you forget that this is the way we're supposed to embrace these things. And these things start to pile on you. You really just sort of start going down that rabbit hole and you can find yourself in a bad place. And then last week, man, I was just like questioning if I was really called to do this and, you know, are we really helping anybody? And, you know, if we're doing such a a great, you know, service to people, then why aren't we being, you know, why aren't we supported more? And, you know, even questioning my own abilities and, and which is terrible because none of this is on my abilities. This is always through the Holy spirit. If it's not, then it's not going to last long, but you find yourself in these things and, and man, you can go down this whole thing. And and so when, when, when you see this with, with Catholics, sometimes like you've been in these places and you hear this, this, you know, bring on the suffering. You're like, mm-hmm. nah, man, I don't want it anymore. Like I'm tapping out, dude. Like I'm, right. I don't need that guy to twist my ankle around so, anymore. It the, sucks. The process view where we're all blessed with money and <laughs> you know, right. prosperity the, gospel. Yes. Serve it can, all I, can I have that service please? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you because yeah. <laughs> our background as, and the Catholic faith is kind of like, we have all these people who have gone before us called saints Yeah. who 
have written many things about how happy they are in their suffering. Yeah, I've got and, some here. <laughs> right. And so for us, it's still foreign because for us to go, okay, how does that work? Yeah. How does that work? Because, you know, we have a lot of things that we're suffering. But we also have fear. Like we talked about earlier, is like our kids are sick or they're, they're, they're saying they have a headache all the time. You're like, oh, gosh, what is this, something serious? You sure. Know? And like, how do I gauge this response, you know? And so, or my, my child's going off to college. Will she be safe? You know, all that stuff. The suffering of knowing that is she going to be okay you know th- those those things for parents are always going to be like worry and mm-hmm. little tin like a twist of fear kind of like what what's going to happen to them in the future you know sure. or something like that um and we're supposed to kind of just say god all right everything is up to you you take care of it right we say that Which all the is time easier right yeah. we say that all the time <laughs> but, do, but we don't always kind of like go yeah that's what I'm going to do, you know, yeah. because you still go, eh, you know, still. Well, that's what I've been telling Angela. Right. Like Angela is just, I mean, she's a way better Catholic um, than me. And, and I just, she, a lot of times she's like, you just got to give it to God. And I'm like, I'm so tired of hearing that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't say that again. Cause now I'm angry at your face and your whole body and everything you're doing over there. Like, it, it, cause it, I know it to be true. Right. But sometimes it's just hard to find your way to that. Right. It's like, yeah, I know I need to trust God. I know. I, and I've been trying to, and I've been on my knees like eight times a day saying, Take this from me and take this. And the thing is, I, a lot of times we we think that bad things in our life are true suffering, and they weren't really ever suffering until we allowed them to get to that, mm-hmm. right? They become suffering when they torment us, right? When we allow them to get to a place that they shouldn't be. Well, because it's our own selfishness. Right, yeah, it, it, it is. Driven, yeah. Because you start to turn inward and you start right. to focus on, well, I don't like the way I'm feeling. And, man, I'm getting a bad rap, and now this is coming and this is coming. I mean, right. man, I talked about the ministry, but Angel and I, this is, again, first world problems. But we've been dealing with a, a, a bathroom in our, in our house, that our master bathroom, that we haven't been able to use since November. I mean, it's freaking July. And, you know, we've got people willing to fix it, and we know what's wrong with it, but we've got an insurance company that says, we're not paying for this, we're not paying for that. I mean, I got something today where what they paid us on the claim I got the just the material cost, and it's more than what they paid us on the claim. And this is something we've been trying to be patient and trying to be nice about, and trying to you know not rip their heads off every time we talk to them and cuss them out and all those things, and just deal with it in a Christian manner. And it's just like nope, 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 nope. And it's that one thing, but then everything else seems to hit, mm-hmm. and then you start going, well, man, we're, that's more money, and man, I spent a lot of money on this studio and all this other stuff, and should I have done that? And then you start going in this place and. And I allowed myself over the last week to just get self-absorbed in that. And sometimes it's easy because I sit in this big room by myself. You know, there's not somebody over there to go, hey, man, I'm really struggling and, and, and two feet from me. So you can get just sort of down in this. And and this is what's so crazy when you hear the saints. Like you mentioned the the the, the, <laughs> the aspects and the thought process of saints. You know, you hear this and like, here's one from St. Mary Magdalene de Piazza. And she says, I do not desire to die soon because in heaven there is no suffering. Like, like who what? are you? What right. are you made of? Like, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want to die because I want right. to suffer more. Like, I what? And maybe one day we'll understand that. And yeah, but right now it's so hard to grasp as to since the the embracing of that that thought in her in her life. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, I'm like, go on with your bad self, yeah, you know, that's right. Magdalena Piazza. But I'm like, no, Mr. Yeah. Jackson, I don't want no more. You know? There's another one from Saint Teresa of Avila. Suffering is a great favor. You know, remember that everything soon comes to an end and take courage. Think of how our gain is eternal. Mm-hmm. That's a true statement. But when you're in the midst of suffering, you're like, no, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Right. I, I'm, I don't want to hear that. I just want it to be over. And I think that's where we have to start going back to understanding that our, our, our life as Christians is a maturing process. 
you know, and as a little kid, you know, we, we, we do things wrong, get your hand slapped. As a little kid, you're crying because you don't really know why you got your hand slapped, you know, and you have to learn again and again. As you get older, you start to comprehend and you start to understand, like, I'm doing things that aren't good for me or there's something, a lesson here I need to learn. And as a child, as you get older, you start to learn, right? Mm -hmm. If I do this, then I'm going to have my hand slapped. Or there's just some things in life that lessons I have to learn you know, don't touch the hot, the hot right. stove. I mean, how many times does that take before you don't touch it again? Now, God allows suffering. And this is where we get confused. Like, a lot of people say, why is God doing this to me? God isn't doing anything to you. He's allowing things to happen. And a lot of times, it's just like a parent who's coming over and saying, okay, like, we've got to learn. We've got to move on. We've been in this place for a long time. We can, we're not, you know, our shoes aren't made of concrete. we got to move those feet and move forward down this path towards heaven. But we don't want to do that because along the way there's growing pains. It's just like we're lucky when we grow and, and we're kids and you one day your pants are just too short and you don't mm -hmm. feel the fact that your bones are like stretching and moving and we don't all the time feel that physical pain. Well, sometimes in our spiritual life we do because there it means we have to give things up. We have to trust the Lord greater. We have to to give up more of ourselves and be more dependent on Him. And and a lot of times with suffering, we start to focus on like if you get a cut on your arm. And it hurts really bad. Like, I'm not talking about a little slice. I'm talking about, like, you gouge yourself. And it's going to hurt for a while. And that's all you're going to focus on is, man, I wish my arm would quit throbbing. Well, we forget about 98% of the rest of our body is completely fine. When we start focusing on the suffering so much as a punishment or a torture or something we didn't deserve or things like that, then we forget to focus on the meaning behind the suffering. And, you know, Victor, we've talked about it before on in Hebrews. And Hebrews chapter 12 is a great place to go when you're looking for understanding of suffering. And, and you know, that chapter is all about, it, it actually is called the example of Jesus, but it talks about how for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and you're trying to think, man, joy in that crucifix. I mean, we see it right here, and this is a nice one. This doesn't have all the slashes and the gouges and the everything else on him that really happened, but... You know, we start to see everything you went through, and you're like, joy? Well, that's what usually comes at the end of suffering, is this period of, of growth and, and of, 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 of hard things. And, you know, it says, consider him, this is, this is uh, verse 3 in chapter 12 of Hebrews, consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted in your struggle against sin. You have not resisted to the point of shedding your blood. So often when we're suffering, we get caught up in poor me. And that's what I did this past week. I mean, my wife was trying to snap me out of it. I was praying. I was going to mass. I was doing all the things I needed to do. But at the end of the day, I had to get my head right. You know, I had to, I had to say, like, these things too shall pass. You know, I'm stuck in a moment. I, I let myself go down this drain, and now i got to climb back out of it with the Lord's help and with his grace. But I have to be open to those things mm -hmm. and just say, I don't know why I'm going through this right now. I don't know why I'm finding it tougher this week than I did three weeks ago. But I can't let that change who I am. And I have to realize that this suffering is a gift, right? And if you look at it, that suffering of Christ was a gift to us. I guarantee you Jesus wasn't up there going, you know what, I really wish I could be up here four more days. You know, I'm sure he wanted that to be over when it was supposed to be over. But there was great joy that came after it. And this is why you hear in like, in, in back to our, our points of like a child, you hear this in in in, he, in in Hebrews chapter 12 when he says, like, have you forgotten the exhortation which addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard, disregard or do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor lose courage when you're punished by him. For the Lord disciplines him who he loves, and he chastises every son 
who he receives. Now it double down, it doubles down in verse seven. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which you have all participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. That's a clean version. Other versions say you are bastards. Mm-hmm. Or you are fatherless. Like it's a right of a father to be able to chastise and to move his children out of places so that they grow, that they benefit, that they learn, that they become different and, and better. And that's what God is doing to us in our suffering. But man, it is hard to like remember that when you're in the midst of it. And it is. It's almost laughable because people come to you, man, you're just suffering power through. And you're like, hey, buddy, why don't you want to come over sit and get some of this for a minute and see if you still feel the same way? Well, and kind of w- piggyback on what you're saying is that yeah. I think why suffering is so difficult for all of us is that we lack the insight as to what it's going to bring us. Yeah. I think if we, we kind of really, again, fully trust in where God was taking us in the suffering as we should, you know, we know that eventually things will improve and maybe better than what we thought. Like, you know, my story about, you know, having a back tumor and therefore not being able to go to career military. I mean, not to say that I'm blessed either way, but like um, I probably would have gone to Afghanistan or Iraq and may not have made it out, which yeah. means I never would have met Christy and therefore have, you know, Lily and, and Ella as my children. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you have to kind of really go back in retrospective of all the, the immediate uh, suffering moments of your life and, take evaluation of kind of okay yes it wasn't fun at the time but it led me to this and it led me to this so so why am i so mistrustful of god when i need to understand that suffering is happening right now for the benefit of something that i can't see now and that's what faith's all about well that's what we want we want our reward now right i mean we 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 don't have to wait all the way to heaven society yeah yeah and i mean and that's that's again part of that maturity i mean Mm -hmm. here at this is an ignatian bible here it's a didache i mean if if you're watching and, and see what i'm looking at I love this Bible because there's so many different descriptions at the bottom and it leads you back to the references and the catechism and all that. So giving them a quick plug real quick. But I mean, it says at the bottom of this, when talking about those verses, a good parent disciplines his or her children out of love in an effort to form the children properly. In like manner, God allows trials in our lives so that our faith and virtues may increasingly mature. And that's what our life is about. Like we've said it a million times on here is constant conversion. Mm -hmm. God calls us to be different each day in our life, to grow you know, and it is that stretching. It's like being on one of those old torture racks, and you're pulled a little bit, what's and the, it's uncomfortable. The Fantastic Four guy, what's his name? Uh, oh, uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like Jean-Claude Van Damme and, uh, what is it, uh, Kickboxer, when they right. tie him to the trees. He's yeah. like, ah, yeah. and eventually he can do the splits. Right. I'm sure that wasn't pleasant, but eventually he can do the splits, right? So, so that's which, the benefit of suffering, right? Right, which, I mean, I've never yeah. seen a guy do splits in a real right. street fight, but apparently right. it was necessary for that, for him in the in the fight he was taking on in that movie. Right. But either way, like, it's that stretching, you know, we have to remember that. So maybe you're somebody out there right now that's that's feeling like in the place I was this week. And again, my sufferings may not seem great to you, but at the time where I was, they seemed very great to me. And, and if my wife was sitting here across from me, she would tell you, like, how she was feeling for me because she saw the despair and the, and the place that I allowed myself to get because I didn't handle my suffering well, right? For whatever reason, God allowed me to go through some desolation for the last couple of weeks and I didn't receive it well. Right. So how did I come out of it? You know, really I've just started to in the last day or so. And, you know, one of the things that I always try to do when I'm, when I'm feeling this and, and as we've said before, you know, mother Teresa, one of the greatest saints, St. Teresa of Calcutta said that she didn't feel God for 50 years in her life, but yet look at the life that she lived. So trying to remember that I looked at, at Christ, you know, I tried to look at my crucifix. I tried to look at this rosary I carry around in my pocket, you know, and, and, 
and look at it and look at his suffering and see like how he handled it and how he marched willingly towards Jerusalem and all the things that he knew was going to happen to him and all of the greatness that has come out of that suffering, you know, Um, the difference in, in not only the lives of the people there, but all the thousands of lives that will be changed that have been changed and are now continue to be changed through his great sacrifice for us. So I try to look at it. And if we're to be like Christ, that means we have to be like Christ in everything. If he had to suffer, we're not getting out of suffering. It's just, we've agreed to that. When we signed off on, I'm going to follow Jesus. We signed off on picking up that splintery heavy cross and, and taking those licks and those blows that we have to take in our life sometimes and dying to ourselves on multiple occasions. Um, so that's the first thing is trying to look at that and you know, second is, is gratitude. You know, a lot of times we're in the midst of suffering and despair. We're only focusing on the one thing that's in front of it. It's like the, the blinders they put on horses mm-hmm. so they can only see what's in front of them. And that's a good thing sometimes for those horses to get them to run quickly. But for us as, as human beings, you know, it, it stinks sometimes because it's all you can see is in the muck. Like I'm in this mess and I can't get out of it. It's all I can focus on. And and we lose sight of the things in our life that we are blessed with. Like I was saying, you can get hurt on your arm and that's all you focus on. And you forget that, man, this stinks and I hate that this happened, but I should be grateful that I can walk and I can move and I can talk and the rest of my body is completely fine. That's the same way that we have to look at, at our life when we're in the midst of suffering is, okay, well, this is terrible. This stinks. This sucks in the moment. I don't want to be here, but I have a wife that's healthy and who loves me. And I have children that are healthy and who love me. And I have a job that is paying the rent and paying the bills and have air conditioning and clothes and a bed to sleep in and a vehicle to get around. And cause there's a lot of people out there that don't have any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And they still have a smile on their face. Those people in Haiti that are suffering, you see a picture and they got a bigger smile than you could chisel on their face. It's because they're, they're, they're grateful for the things they do have. And so gratitude is always a way to come out of suffering, to come out of negativity, to come out of despair is by stopping even if you have to force yourself, you know, physically turning away from the things that you're focused on. So gratitude. Three, getting out of your own head, man. I mean, last night I went to our men's group. I know you couldn't go because you had some uh, another um, thing that you committed to. But David, who's on the other side of the camera right now, and, and our buddy Nick, who will be on here one day with us, like and a bunch of other guys, Colin and, and Mark and, and Chris Romer and all these guys, we showed up and we went down to uh, Catholic Charities. They uh, decided to tear down an old gym and had, you know, raised money and built a freaking huge, beautiful park for, for homeless. That's really cool, yeah. Yeah, to sit in the shade. There's statues out there of the people of our faith, and, and there's pavilions, and it's just a beautiful place. And we had an opportunity to go out there before it was blessed today and assemble, like, six picnic tables and some trash cans and things like that. And on the way down there last night, I didn't want to go because I didn't feel like it. I felt I wanted to sit in my sorrows and in my pity and – there was another guy that was with us. It was like, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, when I got there, he said, I don't want to be here. And he was sweating. It was hot. It was 104 degrees out there. And mosquitoes as big as David were out there biting people and all this. David's a big dude, by the way. And, and, and so all this uncomfortableness. But we were, at the end of the night, I felt so good. And I felt like, because it took my mind off of it. I focused on helping somebody else. I got out of my own predicament, out of my own mind, got out of this room, went and did something for somebody else. And then our, our buddy, Nick, that was experienced a similar thing, he said, dude, I needed this. This morning he texted David and I said, brother, I love you all. I'm sorry for, for griping last night. That was exactly what I needed. So we got to get out of ourselves and do things that take our mind off of our situation and get a fresh perspective by getting out and getting away from it. Last two things, speak truth to yourself. A lot of times in suffering and, and, um, and despair and loneliness and all shame, all those things that come with it, 
if we if we don't listen to the truth of God and what he thinks of us and his love for us, then we're going to spiral down that drain the other way. So when we're met with those lies and those untruths of of who we are in those in those moments when we're easy and our defenses are down, the devil's just freaking throwing haymakers at you left and right. We have to sit there, cover up, and then begin to defend ourselves with the truth of who God is, who we are, who he feels about us, the truth of of what he's trying to do in our life and the love he has for us. And then finally, pray, scripture, direction. That's the last things that I started doing. I started really praying and saying, Lord, I don't know why I'm being put through this right now, but all for your glory. Lord, help me you know, to pray harder, to pray more, to be more in tune with what you're wanting right now. Let me give this over to you in prayer more than I am. So pray, pray, pray. Like the, the, the Ignatian spirituality rules will tell you in desolation, you pray harder, right? You don't stop because that's exactly what desolation is meant to do is get you to stop. So in these moments, pray harder, like give it more to God. It may feel like he's not answering. It may feel like he's not there, like he can't hear you, but he can. He's actually closer than you actually can imagine. Scripture, get in here and see what God says about these things like we have tonight. Looking at Hebrews 12, what is suffering about? So that you can become closer to God, so that you can be more of a son to God. That's what that discipline is for. So we find these answers. I mean, Scripture here, verses from 1 Peter 5.10. And after you've suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. Right? There is a sun after the storm. Right? There is great weather after the trials that you've gone through. There's a brighter day ahead. Psalm 34.19. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Right? These are the things we need to remind ourselves in Scripture. And then direction. I went and saw Father Martel this morning. I went to Mass, didn't take communion because I didn't feel worthy because of the doubt that I'd had in God and the situation in my life and a couple other things. So I abstained from communion, and I went straight to the priest and went to confession and sought his direction and left there feeling, I've got another perspective, I've got another lens to look through this through. And through these things, Victor, if we just put these first in our life, we're going to come to understand that suffering is meant as a gift from God to us. That's why he allows us. He doesn't do, he doesn't make us suffer. He allows it so that we can be moved and we can grow into the people that we're called to be. Right. I think we got to be careful because we're saying this suffering is is necessary, but also happiness and joy is also part of it too, you know? So we're not saying, you know, to, to always seek suffering as like the number one goal. It's going to come on its own. Right. You know, but also enjoy the moment where you're at peace as well, you know, And, and know that, you know, like you said, the, the, the words of desolation and consolation are going to be like a, you know, you're juggling those all every sure. day. Either whatever way you receive it, it's just how you're going to live. Well, and hopefully we can get to the point from these saints where we're like, bring on the suffering, right? Right, right, yeah. I mean, it just seems still foreign for most people, I'm sure, as you're listening to this, but there is truth in that when That'd you learn episode, to handle it in the right way. When episode you, 5,000. Right. Think, yeah. <laughs> when you yeah. mature and you get to where you're supposed to be, these things you learn, just like you learn to deal with other things in your life, mm-hmm. you learn to handle these, these, these trials and tribulations. So, Guys, if you know, you're hearing that right now, if you're dealing with that in your life, look at the things we talked about, put that suffering in perspective, and then remember the blessings, the gratitude, the thing that you have in your life, and, and realize that, yes, it's going to be part of your life. And just like we embrace happiness and joy and all those things, we have to embrace the suffering and we become better people for it. So, Victor, let's take it to prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, suffering is a part of life, but it's not the one that most of us enjoy. It is so easy to lose sight of things when we're in the midst of trials and tribulations. Help us to grow in our spiritual life so that we can suffer the trials you allow us well. And Father, whenever we find ourselves pleading for the suffering to end, help us to turn our eyes to your Son on the cross and all the amazing grace that flowed from it. 
In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.